Hello everybody, welcome back. My name is Travis and this is Christians United Ministry. So today we're going to be continuing our uh, journey through Matthew 9 through 13 with Matthew 12. Um, today is actually was it fourth day of this little mini-series. Um, and then after that we're going right back to 5, 6, and 7 to serve on the map. But today we're going to do Matthew 12. Um, today is a little bit of a longer chapter, so bear with me, and hopefully you have enough time to listen. Uh, so let's go, to, go forth with it. Um, it says, At the time Jesus went on the Sabbath day through the corn, and his disciples were unhungered, and began to pluck the ears of corn and to eat. But when the Pharisees saw it, they say unto him, Behold, thy disciples do not which is not lawful to do upon the Sabbath day. But he say unto them, have ye not read what David did when he wasn't hungered, and they were with him? How he entered into the house of God, and did eat the shewbread, which was not lawful for him to eat, neither for them which were with him, but only for the priests? And ye have not read in the law how that on the Sabbath days of the priest and the temple profane the Sabbath, and are blameless? But I say unto you, that is, this place is one greater than the temple. But ye have known what this means. I will have mercy and not sacrifice. Ye would not have condemned the guiltless. For the Son of Man is Lord, even on the Sabbath day. For when, when he departed thence, he went into the synagogue. And behold, there was a man which had his hand withered. And they asked him, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the day on the day of Sabbath, that they might accuse him? He said unto them, What man shall there be among you that shall have one sheep, and if it fall into a pit on the Sabbath day, will he not lay hold on it and lift it out? How much then is a man better than a sheep? Wherefore it is lawful to do well on the Sabbath days. Then saith he to the man, Stretch forth thine hand. And he stretched it forth, and it was restored whole like as the other. And the Pharisees went out and held a council against him, how they might destroy him. And when Jesus knew it, he withdrew himself from thence. And great multitudes followed him, and he healed all of them, and charged them that they should not make him known, that it might be fulfilled with which has been spoken by Esaias the prophet, saying, Behold my servant, whom I have chosen, my beloved, in whom my soul is well pleased. I will place my spirit upon him, and he shall shew judgment to the Gentiles. He shall not strive nor cry, neither shall any man hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed shall he not break, and smoking flax shall not quench, till he send forth judgment unto victory. And in his name shall the Gentiles trust. Then was brought unto him one possessed with the devil, blind and dumb. And he healed him, insomuch that the blind and dumb spake and saw. And all the people were amazed, and said, 
Is not this the son of David? But when the Pharisees heard it, they said, This fellow doeth not cast out devils, but by Bezebub, the prince of the devils. And I'll tell you again why I laughed. Um, and Jesus knew their thoughts and said unto them, This is why I laughed. Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. And if Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How shall then his kingdom, his kingdom stand? And if I be by Bezebub cast out devils, by whom do your children cast them out? Therefore they shall be your judges. And if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is come unto you. Or how else can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except his first bind the strong man, and then he will spoil his house? He that is not with me is against me, and he that goeth not with me scattered abroad. Wherefore I say unto you, All manner of sin and blasphemy shall be given unto men, but the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. And whoever speaketh a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whoever speaketh against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him, neither in this world, neither in the world to come. Either make the good tree either make the tree good and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt, for the tree is known by his fruit. O generation of vipers, how can ye be evil speak good things? For out of abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. A man good out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you, that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. For by the words thou shalt be justified and by the words thou be shall be condemned then certain of the scribes and the pharisees answered saying master we would see a sign from thee but he answered and said to them an evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign and there shall no sign be given to it but the sign of the prophet jonas for as Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh shall rise in judgment with this generation, and shall condemn it, because they repented at the preaching of Jonas, and behold, a greater than Jonas is here. The Queen of the South shall rise up in the generation with this generation. It rise up in the judgment with this generation, sorry, and shall condemn it. For she came with the utmost parts of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon, and behold, a greater than Solomon is here. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places seeking rest, and findeth none. Then he saith, I will return into my house when nine I came out, and when he is come, he findeth it empty, swept, and garnished. Then he goeth he, and taketh with himself seven other spirits 
more wicked themselves. And they enter in and dwell there. And the lost state of that man is worse than the first. Even so it shall be also unto this wicked generation. While yet he talked to the people, behold, his mother and brethren stood out without him, desiring to speak with him. Then one said unto him, Behold, thy father and thy brethren stand without, desiring to speak with thee. But he answered him and said unto him that told him, Who is my mother and who is my brother? brethren? And he stretched forth his hands towards his disciples and said, Behold, my brother, my mother and my brethren, for whoever shall do the will of my father which is in heaven, the same is my brother and sister and mother. Now that was a longer uh, chapter, but we got a lot of really good information up in here, up in this chapter, and I love it. I love when we get these really good chapters, and it gives us a lot of information we can talk about and think about, and it sits in your heart. So we're going to go all the way to the top, and what we're going to read is pretty much from 2 and on. And this is where the Pharisees saw him eating the corn. Well, not him, his disciples eating the corn. And realize firstly that Jesus isn't eating corn, it's his disciples. His disciples were eating. Remember, Jesus has to remain perfect and unblemished. He can't do anything that's questionable. You know, not saying that, you know, they did question him, but his acts weren't questionable. It was he they questioned. They were trying to find out. And one thing I kind of also laughed in time I had about is these Pharisees. These Pharisees are annoying. Like you can, they keep coming out to try to find fault in him. You know they should they should just worship him. You know what I'm saying? Just just worship the man because he did was good. But they spent all their time trying to find evil on him, and a lot of their things they, they don't make sense. You're gonna see. They see that all in this chapter. Like they don't make. They're not making sense. They're they're just rambling along, trying to find through papers. Trying to, oh, did he do this? He did that. He whatever. They're just trying to find an explanation to keep the people with them. It's not working. So what he's what and and what he's mentioning is is David had ran away. David was trying to run away, and he was hungry. So he went into his bread into his temple and the bread. There was a special bread there that was only for the priest to eat. Nobody else could eat it of the priest, but yet the priests had let him eat it because he was so hungry. And, um, they had let him eat it. So that's what he's mentioning here. He's like, so you're saying they can't eat corn, but you weren't there and he didn't do anything to these priests that let him eat the food. So how is this different? He's calling them hypocrites. That's what he's calling them. And he's also, one of these things is also when he says um, um, that these priests also break the Sabbath day. And are they blameless? For I said, I am, for right now, the one, he says, that in this place is one. Who's the one? He is the one greater than the temple. He's telling them straight. Like, he's like, it's the one. But remember, we just learned in, uh, we just learned in 11 that those who have ears to hear, let them hear. And that's, this one. He, he, he tricks in these encryptions that if they were listening or actually follow the God, they would understand completely what he's saying. But they can't. They're deaf to it. And going down a little further, and something that uh, some people, a lot of people know, on the Sabbath, you're not allowed to work at all. You're not allowed to do anything. 
Um, but he's saying, he says, if if you had a sheep and it fell into a pit, would you not try to save that that sheep? That's your profit, right? You're gonna try to save it. So, are you saying this man is no different than a sheep? You saying that sheep is better than a man? And he has a very accurate point. And now again, let's go scroll a little bit down and a little bit down to where it's. Um, where he healed the dumb, the blind, and the devil. Uh, the person who was possessed with the devil. And then they heard this. And I last figured this because, again, this is another point where they're saying he's casting out demons with demons. He, he's the devil. He's a bulbous, the prince of the devils. He's using the devil to cast out the devils. And Jesus is like, that doesn't make sense. That just, just doesn't make sense. And we all realize in this world that. Good, bad is always united. You, you realize that everybody's bad is always close together, whether they know it or not. It's just good that's always separated. But he said, "How can his kingdom stand? How can the devil work if he's divided against himself like that?" This is directly. You're saying that I'm casting the devil out while I'm being the devil, so I'm casting myself out. This doesn't make any sense. And he goes down. He says, uh, and he says that you know. I, I if if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is with you. And he's telling him again. He's saying, "Look, this is what I'm doing." And you know, he, he, open your eyes a little bit, and you'll see that the kingdom of God is with you. God is with you right now. And that's something I kind of wish in the later days that the they started to realize that you know they started. They, they wish that they. I wish I was there to see that eye-opening moment. Like, oh, we just killed, we just killed the Lord. Which they never really did. Some did, but not everybody did. But next, uh, next we're going to go to verse 30. He says, He that is not with me is against me. And so here's this kind of saying, like, it's, it's all or nothing. It's all or nothing. See, either you're with me or you're not with me. Which one are you going to be? You can't have halfway. I'm, I'm with you with these points. I'm not with you. you got to be my true followers. And that's what we, we as Christians got to be. we got to be with him. We can't be against him. we got to be with him. And he's, and he's saying that you know, there is, uh, you know, he knows that we're sinners and we do commit blasphemy. Now we forgive it, but if we commit, if we commit blasphemy against God, if we, if we talk ill against God or the Holy Ghost or Jesus Christ, then that won't be forgiven. You know, and that's extreme, extremely, you know, talking against the Bible, the Word of God, and that's. Unforgivable. So we've got to be extremely careful. Um, and then brings us into. He's allude. He's also alluding to the um, fact of. Remember what he says: a, a, a good tree bears good fruit. And he's that's where he's going to here. He said, either make the tree good or its fruit good, or make it corrupt and its fruit corrupt. It means only only good people, people of Christ, can. Won't, can they say good things? If you were good, you can't talk evil. You wouldn't be able to talk evil because that's an evil tree. Just like a bad tree isn't able to give good word. So it's either the other, and you can know, and you, and you see this in other chapters, in the earlier chapter of Matthew, that you are known through your tree, your leaves, how you act and how you speak and how you treat others. That's how you know if someone's good or bad. But we still got to be careful, though, because there is bad who dresses up as good. 
And we're going to learn that next week in the Sermon on Mount. Jesus goes right over that. So let's continue forward. Um, this is a very eye-opening, that's my, one of my terms I guess I have normally, eye-opening scripture. It says, Every idle word that man shall speak, he shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. Every word you shall speak. So he says that everything you say is be logged down and I will remember everything you say. And we are accountable to what we say, which is why we got to be extremely careful of what we think and of what we say and as long as well, as well as what we do. That's extremely important to remember. Um, and that's, we got to be extremely careful, extremely careful. And, you know, here be up to up to I read this, I was like, wait, I thought it was just things I did, you know. No, it's what we say, everything, because that's what comes out. Remember, good man comes up, good man gives out good things, and evil thing gives out evil things. And it's all, it all, it's all our, all our representation of our heart. That's what judge, God judges us on our heart. And... If your heart is good, everything comes out as good as well. If your heart is evil or bad, evil things will come out as well. So we gotta be extremely careful. And next is kind of it's, it's a lot of things that sometimes we may do ourselves. Thirty-eight and on, they're asking for a sign, and Jesus says, "You want a sign? No, 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 no. That's not how this works. You should not get it. You should not." Receive a son. Uh, own evil and adulterous generations seek it after a sign. And he's saying it, it's if you if what they're pretty much asking for is proof. Give me proof you are who you are. And that if you had proof, and this kind of goes into a fact and kind of how I was on a social media earlier and uh, yesterday and it was kind of an important conversation I had with another person um, what a disagreement with things um, with Christianity and you've seen how it was between there's an argument between two uh, multiple people and there's two people specifically going back at each other and the one guy said that Christianity is not factual and someone said oh yeah it is factual but if you want if you want, the guy who was against Christianity said it's not factual but I said you know what sir you were right it is not factual it's faith. It's faithful. If you had proof and evidence of every single thing, then that's not faith at all. If you could see God directly, if, if, if God if God gave you actual proof, then there's no faith and no hope. Look at what Jesus said to Thomas when he resurrected. Blessed is thou who believes and not sees. And that's Exactly what's alluding to it here as well is like you know is that only unbelievers need a sign or adulterers people who don't truly believe and follow me require a sign. Are you telling me you need a sign in order to follow me? And another thing that's pointed is that a greater than Jonas is here. That's in verse forty-one. So that. <laughs> That right there is another, he's alluding to the fact that, and again, he's here. He didn't say it is me. He said it is here. It's for you to find. And with that, we're going to continue 
reading down this uh, chapter all the way to the bottom, 48 and 48 to 50. It says, "Who is?" Jesus says, "Who is my mother, my brethren?" And I can imagine. Imagine thinking, sitting at the table or in in a room with all his disciples, and he turns away from the guy who asked him, and says, and he raises his hands and says, "Here they are. Here they are. This is my mother and my brethren." And he says, "Any for whoever shall do the will of my Father, which is in heaven, is the same as my brother, mother, and sister." And he's saying, "So we, if we are true followers, then we are his brother, brethren. It's not a person; it's the people. If we do, and he doesn't say who believes, he says, "No, whoever shall do the will of my Father, that is his family." Notice how he didn't turn to the multitude of people. He didn't turn to the people everybody's following. He turned to his disciples. The people who bended with him every step of the way. Remember the multitude, the followers, they kept coming, leaving, coming back, leaving. The disciples spent all their time with Jesus. And that is his brother. So we got that means we gotta do everything we do must be in the must be according to the will of the Father. And that is the answer to how do we be a true follower of Christ? It's doing the will of the Father. It goes right back to Matthew sixteen twenty four, where it says, Let him deny himself, pick his cross. Doing the will of the Father. It's all consistent here. We can see how all the word is consistent. There's no like, okay, a lot of people say, oh, there's errors and conflicts here and contradictions. There's really not. You still have ears to hear. There's two different types of Bible readers. Um, people want to follow the word, and people who don't. And that's dangerous. I know we're kind of getting off topic here, but it's important to note this that there is two different types of Bible readers. The first Bible reader wants to pick up the word and learn the word and live the word. There's another type of people, I call them actors. They only open the Bible to find contradictions into in the Bible and to bring people away from the Bible and you have a lot of those people and we're going to get a lot into that there's actually um, we're going to get into that in our next chapter of Matthew 13 which is tomorrow this is probably going to be my favorite chapter besides the, the Sermon of the Mount Sermon of the Mount is my favorite but in, this, in a, a small singular chapter 13 is my favorite, and it's all about Jesus gives us parables and story time. So stick around tomorrow for that chapter for Matthew 13, my favorite. Um, again, if anybody has any comments, questions, concerns, I hope you guys learned a lot. Please always feel free to email me at ChristiansUnitedMinistry at gmail.com. Thank you. My name is Travis, and this is Christians United. God be with you.